You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get it. Alrighty, folks, we just digested one hell of a great first week of NFL action, and we are back again with NFL, man, and I'm uh, I'm just head over heels in love once again. But uh, first things first, we got to get some uh, household business all the way. This is Old Brother, the podcast, and I'm, of course, your host, Coop. And I am your co-host, Big O. It is a beautiful time. Football is back, my brother. Yes, sir. Um... Week one in the NFL, we had a lot of headlines. We had a lot, a lot of close games and more than I was expecting. A lot of underdogs that came out ahead. We had a whole division that didn't even win a game. They didn't even win a game. Which is insane, but... And well, somehow, the Commanders came out first place in the division in the NFC East. How I wouldn't, the hell I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it somehow. Well, look, let's... Let's dive right into it. First and <laughs> foremost, shout out the Commanders. Um, we played the Jaguars this weekend, and it was initially looking like it was going to be a breeze. But in true Commander slash Redskin fashion, we gave up the lead, um, and then Carson had to throw a couple like Hail Mary, Hail Mary like routes, <laughs> routes to mm. to like win it at the end. But shout out the Commanders. I really liked our um, offense in the first half. I really think we have something in our rookie receiver Jahan Dawson, and I think Antonio Gibson played extremely well. He did not fumble the ball, which is amazing, and I believe he led the team in receiving yards mm-hmm. and and, and catch and um and um rushes as well. So all in all. I do like the direction our team is headed. Now, Carson Wentz, I believe, played how Carson Wentz always plays. Carson Wentz, to me, is like a poor man's Kirk Cousins, Mm -hmm. in a sense, because he plays well, but it's just like two or three minutes. He he, he can have like two or three minutes of just stupid football, Mm -hmm. just very stupid. And that's literally what, what, what we displayed or what he displayed in the third quarter, like throwing two picks and just being very inaccurate and questionable with your decision making only to come back and still ultimately win the game. He did throw for four touchdowns, two interceptions, over 300 yards. So, uh, you know, I can't say he played bad, but, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to see how this offense progresses, you know, for sure. So, breaking down um, kind of how this offense looked yesterday, you did have two big-time scores and, you know, go up and grab touchdowns by your rookie wide receiver, Jahan Dawson. Absolutely. Is he y'all number one of the future, you think? Um, I think we can pump I think we can pump the brakes on that. I think we still got scary Terry. He's still a true bona fide number one. Um Terry also had a very big play or whatever. So I think mm-hmm. it's very early to kind of say who was the one, who was the two. Right. I think it's I think it's still I'm not ready to throw Terry out of there just yet. Yeah, no. But, but I, I, I do think I I do think this is the first time in a long time that we've drafted actual Potential, okay. As far as offense, okay. You know, since maybe RG three, okay. You know, so I'm definitely excited. He definitely showed up. He only had like four catches, but two of them, two of them, one for scores, yeah, were for scores. So I'm excited to see how he, how he fares. And um, and and again, we did that. We we did that without Chase Young. You know, Chase Young did not play. He's been out again. He reaggravated his injury. Um, actually, I don't know how true that is. So there were some reports coming what? back. They're saying that he's been in. In, in Washington's care in terms of training and, uh, you know, and medically for, for the time being. And they said there was reports I was seeing that saying that he that was false, that, like, I don't know, somebody had fabricated that story. 
So that I don't know how true, true that is that he re-injured it or not. Okay. But I have to double check that. So let's. Okay. Just, I don't. I just don't want to put that out there in the airways before we can confirm that. Got you. Okay. 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 That makes sense. But um, the uh, Eagles did win, but the point differential does put you put you guys over in the division. So let's, By let's two. yeah, let's break that down. The Eagles Lions, man, um, a very high paced, high action game. Um, Eagles were up pretty big in this game, and then the Lions kind of slowly chipped away and came back, and then but the Eagles ended up pulling it out. I was surprised to see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's particularly surprised, but I was. I was kind of a little, um, you know, a little baffled, but by how poorly I guess kind of Jalen Hurts was out of the gate. I know he was a little rusty in terms of passing the ball. Okay. He was pretty elite rushing the ball and yeah. getting to his to get his spot, but then he finally found the, to to lock in with uh, AJ Brown. You and know, with him right. going over <laughs> like well ten, over hundred yards. Ten for one fifty five. Yeah. I believe <laughs> it was crazy. It was insane. So, how do you think that um, that connection with them is is going to be going? Forward? I mean, you saw it. I think that is. I think it's only going to flourish, and mm-hmm. I think that it again, as Jalen Hurts gets more experience, gets more understanding of what the league is about and how how to play his position to the umph degree. I think Jalen Hurts will be a top yeah. three quarterback in the league I, I, in the future. I don't, like for sure. I don't I don't doubt that at all. He just got to become more accurate as a passer. Absolutely. A little bit better decision maker, but he you, you can see the potential when he's on the Definitely. field because he has such athletic ability to, to escape the pocket, to make plays with his feet. But, you know, if he becomes just even the slightest bit of a better decision maker and passer, he he'll, he'll, he'll flourish. It'll be a wrap. Thoroughly. Um, you know, I just I don't want to shy away completely from the Lions here. They did have a great game. They just didn't pull it out at the end. Um, uh, Swift had a good game. Jared Gall played pretty well as well. And it is as and not not to cut you off, yeah. but it, it is exciting to see where the Lions are trending at least. Yes, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? Because absolutely. last season there were a few close games, but for the most part, when they lost, they lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily close. And I just feel like at least this game potentially gave us insight on what the future might hold for Detroit. Yeah, obviously they don't they don't win probably uh, three games like they did last year. They probably can win more than a handful, maybe five or six this year, with the potential going forward. Absolutely. They do have the Commanders next week in Detroit, so we'll see how that goes. And they're the first time they'll be being favored going into the week since – the last previous twenty. Detroit weeks. is favored to beat us. They are favored to beat wow. Washington. Wow, there's that's 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 kind of disrespectful. Uh, let's backtrack here a little bit. We did open the season with an amazing game, um, Bills Rams. Josh Allen, even though the Bills kind of blew them out to kind of break it open. Josh Allen showed everybody why he is the preseason MVP favorite and why the Bills are the preseason Super Bowl favorite. I mean, it was a drubbing. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah. It was a drubbing. Shout out Stephon Diggs. Shout out Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Shout out Gabriel Davis emerging as a true number two. Yeah, and I kind of didn't see that going forward. I, I kind of saw him like tailing off because Diggs is going to get a bulk of the work anyway. And But he's come along. His skills have developed nicely. He's come a long way. And because he guys that world class speed he doesn't need 
too many touches. Too many touches. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're he right. only had four catches for like over 80 yards. Right. So it, it seems like they're going to use him primarily as the deep target. As a deep threat. And use more digs as the more short to intermediate. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Intermediate receiver. Absolutely. But not nah, offensive side of the ball, they was clicking. They mm-hmm. was, uh, despite Dalvin Cook, brother, fumbling on the first possession. Right, right. Um, They played well mm-hmm. offensively. And defensively, they strapped. Yeah, they, they did. Strapped. Outside of Cooper Cup, nobody really got off on the Rams in terms of production. Absolutely. Yeah, so Matt Stafford, I believe, threw three interceptions. He kind of looked like the old Detroit Matthew Stafford just trying to get it out there. Let's try to, you know, fight and get some yardage and try to get some wins on the board. Absolutely. He didn't. He doesn't need to do that with Los Angeles. You know, I feel like the time off in the offseason combined with the elbow, he's a little rusty, and he might be a little bit behind the eight ball mentally, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, all in all, I think the Rams will be fine, but I don't think they'll be fine if Jalen Ramsey keeps playing the way he does. And that's – I'm so glad you said that because mm-hmm. I wanted to segue right into him. I feel like – I don't know, bro. It seems like any anytime a cornerback signs a big deal, they just – they just be trash. Mm-hmm. They just be trash the year after and for years to come. I guess so many examples. And I don't know, is this a is is this the last we're seeing of Jalen Ramsey being elite? I don't think so. I think it's a different mentality once a player gets paid. You know what I'm saying? And that's where you determine the the driven and the and the talented from just the guys who are Money motivated. And then for the check. Yeah. Because, you know, we talk about it all the time on this podcast. Not not everybody's here to win ball games. You know what I'm saying? At all. But I don't think Jalen Ramsey is that type of person. He seems to me to be the guy that that wants to win. I don't know just because they they won the Super Bowl that he can slack off. I definitely think he wants to win, but I think... I mean, he he's he's definitely aging. He's definitely getting older and all that stuff. But I don't know. I just even since last season, I feel like his game has just been declining. Like yeah, Joe Burrow and them boys was he, an Aaron Donald sack away from mm-hmm. a bomb and just winning it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So credit credit Aaron Donald for that. But definitely definitely something to to look at as far as Jalen Ramsey concerned. Yeah, moving he's a very forward, vocal player. It, it, it would be uh, you know just to keep an eye on him. And because he may be the downfall of this defense, even though they don't have, they do still do have Aaron, Aaron Donald rushing the passer, but they don't have the Von Miller, the Wagner. I mean, the uh, uh, other elite pass rushers that they had alongside yeah. of him. So to help get the job done, exactly. but we'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on the Rams moving forward. They they probably should you know be the favorite coming out of the NFC again. You know, excluding maybe Tampa Bay and and. Green Bay for some for some odd reason people like to come out so I don't know. Oh no! Speaking of Green Speaking Bay. Speaking of Green Bay, they 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 got mollywopped by the Vikings. I kind of called that going into the week. Um, Twenty three to seven was the final on that game, and they weren't really in it from the start at all. Uh, it was bad. where does I guess where does Aaron Rodgers go from here in terms of not having Devonte Adams because clearly. We need him back, and he messed up. Like, where, where, where did we go wrong here with the Packers? Um, So, I think it was a plethora of a lot of things. you got to keep in mind, Lazard also didn't play. That is very true. He was out. Um, you're playing against a very motivated Vikings team that traditionally loses to the Packers. But they normally keep it close for the most part. They keep it close, but, yeah. but Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does. And for the most part, mm-hmm. they get – so, I would, I would assume it's a very motivated team – um, and then I don't know. I just feel like again, Aaron Rodgers was. Well, no, 
I won't say was. He still is the type of quarterback that can kind of make a receiver out of anybody. That's true. In a sense. He is so, a throw-you-open type of guy. But but yesterday's game was very questionable. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was making a lot of mistakes. I feel like he was holding the ball way, way too long. Way too long, yes. Way too long. I've never seen Aaron Rodgers hold the ball and take so many sacks. Mm-hmm. Like, But he only took four. It, was, it wasn't It was nothing crazy. It wasn't seven? Yeah, it wasn't seven. I don't think so. I thought he took – Go ahead. I mean, you can keep talking. I'll look it up Despite the fact – well, he took more sacks than I thought he he normally takes is what I'm saying. So, again, he just looked very off. He looked very off. And, you know, he's had a very interesting offseason as well. So, I don't know yeah. how that – I don't know how that – Him doing DMT or whatever. And I don't know how that plays into it. But I definitely, definitely think it's something to, like, at least keep an, keep an eye on. Keep an eye on. You know, because we don't know how long Lazard will be out. We don't even know if Lazard is a true number one. You know, like to say yeah. that oh Lazard didn't play that might have affected. Yeah, they they, like, uh, we don't know they only give it four sacks. Four, okay. but it felt like seven. It did because of the way because of how long he held the ball. I think I think honestly he was trying to trying to protect his his stats. Because I think Aaron Rodgers is the type of dude that does not. I mean, obviously no quarterback likes to throw interceptions, but like. I think the first one he threw was so bad, like he would just rather he was just literally rather holding the ball than than like at least throwing it. So you saying he doesn't want to take chances because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to make some of his TD to interception nope. ratio. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like wow. I understand he's good, he's a beast, but last but like mm-hmm. yesterday just seemed like. And what's crazy, Aaron Rodgers. Now that we've gone through all of this stuff with him and the vaccine and the contract situation and the, the, now the offseason, he seems like a type of guy that would do some shit like you that. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, because he's just really gotten on like the, the public's nerves, the, the way he's handled his 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 career it's to this very, point. It's very like diva-ish, if you will. Exactly. Very you diva-ish. thought receivers were divas. Uh, the quarterbacks making all the money can exactly. be quite diva-ish. But we also have to give credit to the to the uh, Vikings mm-hmm. though, because the Vikings came out and showed Vikings, and the defense played extremely the, the well. The defense played extremely well. Justin Jefferson is on a mission. Yeah. Okay. He wants to as long as Kirk Cousins seen. understands he's on a mission. Right. Just get out of his way. How the hell with the secondary? The Green Bay Packers have a pretty decent secondary, if I'm not mistaken. How the hell does he keep getting wide open on two to three breakaway plays? You know, for over 40, 50 yards. Lost in coverage because he's that good, though. I think I think because he's that good. Like, obviously, you have to check other people, but like, I think Justin Jefferson. How many? How many targets did he have? Only like eleven or thirteen? Yeah, somewhere around there. Eleven or thirteen targets, cashed like and was catches. getting twenty yards per target. Finished yeah. with one eighty-four. Like, I think it doesn't matter necessarily. Like, once you reach that certain level, I understand you got to check the best player on the team, but like. Maybe it was a moment of aloofness mm-hmm. or whatever, but I I more so credit that to Justin Jefferson just being a dog. But it's also him like just wide open on like the side, like nobody within twenty yards. I'm like, how the hell does that? Happen? I understand you have you know miscues, breakdowns, and stuff like that. But to me, that's the first person you got to know who's on the field. Exactly, it's Justin Jefferson and where that. he's lined up. I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that. I feel like also there's a shift in Minnesota's. Offense, I think, mm-hmm. where the past two three years, Dalvin Cook, right, was they've the been run first. Mm-hmm. I think now they're seeing they have a game changer in Justin. And Jefferson. I feel like they can use the pass to set up the run. Mm-hmm. 
mm. in that team. So they can do run more you know, play action, more draws. And it's going to be crazy. And it's going to be crazy. You're going to get more 10, 12-yard runs instead of those three, four grinded-out yards and then coming over the top with the play action. Absolutely. So I feel like they're going to be able to run off their pass in Minnesota. And that's why I'm, I'm kind of high on them uh, You know, going into this season. I definitely think they'll win the division. And I don't know if they'll do damage or not in the playoffs. But they're going to be a fun team to watch. They they uh, they play the Eagles uh, Monday. We have two Monday night games coming up next week. I don't know if you knew that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I think I did see that. I I and um, you know, just a, I just want to bounce back to the NFC East. The Giants ran away with a sneaky, sneaky victory over Tennessee. Sneaky dub. Um, in case you guys didn't know, they they did come back on the Titans on the last score. They were down, I believe. 14 to 20. 14-20. They scored at the end. Went for the two-point conversion and a nice little motion uh, rollout uh, under toss play, kind of underhand toss to no, Saquon. So, so then, so then it was 13-20, my bad. It was yeah, 13-20, and then they scored a touchdown. Then they went for two, got it, and was up one with a minute left. That's all she Titans right. drove down, kicked the game-winning field goal, missed it. Giants win. Saquon went buku also. Did the Giants win or did, or did the Titans lose? In my opinion, the Giants won simply because of their defense. Their defense came to play because they held Derrick Henry in check. I believe they held him under 100 yards, no touchdown. Yeah, 21 for 82. For 82. Scrub that's game like, for, like for Derrick Henry. That's, that's a scrub game in his book. It is. Uh, Tannehill didn't do much. I believe he threw an interception or two. Um... Daniel Jones played appropriately well. He didn't throw a pick? Okay. He threw for two touchdowns, 266. Okay, decent game by by Tannehill. So the Giants had to to come out and win this. Saquon put the team on his back. He had two very explosive long runs. Yeah, Saquon... Is on a revenge tour. Yeah, man, because so. he's tired of the media that's written him off, and me personally, I have as well. So I mean, can't we blame all him. have, but I mean, he can't blame us. Yeah, you know, the injuries were piling up. It mm-hmm. didn't seem like it, it was going anywhere. It didn't good. seem like it was going good. So I'm definitely glad he bounced back. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones finished with 188 passing yards. I say that to say Saquon Barkley finished with 164 rushing yards and two scores, right? And two one, one score, one score, and one a score. two point. One score, yeah. One score in the two points. So, it was a nice little play. A very, very ballsy coach by the new head coach, Brian DeBall in, in New York, to go for two. Because if you think about it, the Giants really don't have nothing to lose. So, why not go for two exactly. and, you know, what, try to sneak in a win and spoil a, 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 an AFC uh, favorites uh, day. But And another thing, what are they doing with Kadarius Tony? I think it's practice. I was thinking. I, I, I was, was thinking about that too because he he didn't get any touches, right? I he, mean, got, he got two. He got two carries on on. A, but he got no like he got no no targets. No targets. He did. I don't. I don't even think he ran a route, bro. Did he? I don't think he ran a route, and it's like I don't understand because last season everybody was so high on him, mm-hmm. and he had a great game against Dallas, mm-hmm. so I figured you know, injuries injuries happen, so it slowed him down, but I figured this season he'd be good to go. Yeah, I I think it is, you know, you got your new head coach, you, you gotta also gotta practice. He didn't practice any at all preseason or minicamp because he was dealing with, you know, ailing uh, injuries. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, like, you got a new head coach, he's probably trying to set an example, you don't practice, you don't play type of thing. Because right. it's, not, it's not like you're gonna have a guy that doesn't even see the field in any preseason or any Practice leading up to the game and just gonna throw out, throw them out there week one. I don't think that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, with that being said, I don't, I don't like it was. A, I think it was a practice correlation thing for me. 
But I could be wrong. It could be, you know, some other things there. You know, he doesn't know the playbook, whatever. You know, it, stuff happens. Week one, sometimes people don't don't play because, like, the coach feels that they don't think they're ready uh, and stuff good, like yeah. that. Or, you know, a uh, lot absolutely. of stuff happens between the last preseason game and uh, the first game of the season. And also, the Giants' defense has been good since last season. Let's be, yeah. let's be honest. It's James been on Bradbury up and, and up. Boys. Despite Bradbury's the f- not there no more. Oh, he's not? No. Oh, wow. He actually scored a pick six for Philly this week. Mm. Man's is hooping. Man's yeah. is hooping. We had another upset. The 49ers went down to the Chicago Bears in a sloshy, sloshy, nasty game in Chicago this week. Uh, Justin Fields gets a nice W over the 49ers. Uh, Trey Lance made his first start in that game as yeah. well. I think, honestly, you need to credit the weather conditions for that win. Absolutely. You know, um, obviously Chicago has probably played in those conditions, practiced in those conditions, and understand it. They didn't blow them out by any means, and they barely won. Again, it was 10 to 19, the final score, but 49ers, I'm pretty sure they're not used to rain. They're in, they're in sunny-ass California, yeah. San Francisco, living it up. So, mm-hmm. And you have a... And Kittle didn't play either. And Kittle didn't play, and you, and you have a... Not not a rookie quarterback, but a quarterback with little experience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll give him that. I would. I don't even know if I want to call this an upset because a lot of their dogs weren't playing. As you said, Debo Samuel had eight carries for fifty two yards and and a touchdown, two catches for fourteen. He did. He he did score though. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, it was a, a grinded out nasty game in the rain. Very sloshy. I don't know if you saw the end of it, but. Guys actually went sliding after the victory formation, went sliding in the end zone, doing making rain angels or whatever. I did, I, I did see that. I felt like that was slightly disrespectful. It was a little disrespectful, but you know it's football. Yeah, it's it is football. Um, but yeah, that was it. Not too much happening in that game. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think we can assess any of the quarterbacks' games yeah. as far as Justin Fields or Trey Lance because I definitely wanted to see. How Justin Fields would have progressed from last season. He finished eight for 17, 121 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. That's not terrible, again, given the conditions, but I want to see more progress yeah. from him. So yeah, and it's kind of it's gonna be a little a little hard, you know, considering the limited weapons he has to work with, and that offensive line. Yeah, I do want to see him flourish though there in Chicago. Uh, but the Browns uh, spoiled Baker's return. I mean, well, Baker's debut as a as a Carolina Panther. They kicked the game winning field goal and beat them twenty six to twenty four. It honestly shouldn't have even been that close. Yeah, uh, how did you think Baker performed uh, this week? Oldly going back to play his old team. I think Baker performed exactly how he performed when he was in Cleveland. He 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 wasn't better. He wasn't worse. He was literally the exact same. Sixteen for twenty seven, two thirty five, a pick and a touchdown. If if that's not a Baker Mayfield ass stat, yeah, it's nasty numbers. That is literally. Now he did have he he did get Ryan Anderson going. He had five catches for one or two and a touch. Uh, um, but outside of that, Robbie, bro, Robbie Anderson. I'm sorry. Yeah. What, who I say? You said Ryan. <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> Long day. But nah, shout out, shout out, shout out Robbie Anderson. And also Cleveland held Christian McCaffrey in check too. Uh, only 10 carries for 33 yards and a touchdown. I mean, people thought that just because Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play that the defense wasn't going to be stopped. Right, the for, defense for is still there. The defense Miles still Garrett is still there. They still have Denzel Ward. You still like, got an all-time uh, quarterback 
uh, journeyman in Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, he's a he's a decent starter. He can, he he knows what it takes to get the job done. Absolutely. Uh, in the NFL, and uh, I feel sorry for Panthers fans because they thought, probably thought they was going to have a little bit more with Baker Mayfield. Honestly, he's just a step above Sam Darnold, unfortunately. And he really is. I don't see too much difference yeah. as far as. Look, Baker Mayfield is not going to resurrect your um, franchise, bro. I'm so sorry to you, Carolina fans. He will not. He will not. Okay? So, y'all probably going to end up continuing to lose, and it is what it is. It really is what it is. Yeah, that, that that's so unfortunate. I feel bad for them, but I don't because they're in a the division. So, who cares? Let's talk about a division that I feel like has turned on its head. The AFC South. Is it the AFC South? Are you talking about Colts, Texans? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Dolphins, Patriots. Oh, East. The East. I'm sorry. Yes, I was going to say East. The AFC East. For years, the Patriots have been dominant in this, in this, um, in this division. But of late, ever since Tom Brady left, they have not been able to find the answer. And this Sunday. Honestly proves they still have not found the answer. Mm-hmm. Like to come into a season and not a hundred percent know who your offensive coordinator is, you know that you're in trouble. Yeah. To think Bill Belichick <laughs> is going to be an an effective offensive coordinator is ridiculous. I knew that was I knew that was going to be a sham going into the season. A sham, an absolute sham, and it's crazy to think that he could do that. When you know he's a defensive-minded coach, he do that along with being a head coach and the defense, the main defensive play caller. Come on, man, that's not going to work out. It's not. And then you got to scheme up stuff for Mac Jones, who's a second-year guy, um, trying to trying to, and then you got a game plan for freaking Tyreek Hill. Are you joking? Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, the Patriots. There's too much on your plate. Patriots. On, I said Patriots. The Dolphins on both sides of the ball just outplayed the Patriots. They. Didn't seem like they were afraid of them. Whatever allure or whatever like fear teams have for the Patriots to me is gone. Mm-hmm. It is gone. There's no more like oh shit we playing the Patriots. It's like yeah, yeah we about to play the Patriots. It don't yeah. matter. Tyreek Hill had an amazing game. Eight catches for 94. Tua had a had a good game. 23 for 33, 270 and a touch. Good, no picks. Jalen Waddle also had a good game four, four for sixty nine and a touchdown. So I like, I like how this offense is clicking. We already know the defense is mm-hmm. is dogs. The defense is dogs. Byron Jones had eleven tackles himself. And also, the Patriots never really performed down in Miami at all. They can't handle yeah, the yeah. heat for some reason whatever, in Miami for whatever reason. They always they always flop yeah. down in Miami because it's never a guarantee that they're going to win in South Beach. Mm. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Uh, we have the AFC South, the where we bumps. had a no no team won a game in that division. Every team is either zero and one or zero one and one, which is ridiculous. Uh, no, no, zero and one or zero zero and one. Oh shit! <laughs> I just realized what you said. I had to think about it. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, oh 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 and one or oh oh and one?" Oh, I apologize. Man. I was like, "They only played one game." <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Fucking me up. You absolutely all right. right. All right, yeah. So the Colts Texans uh, finished in a tie yesterday, and 
Oh, with Matt Ryan, the addition of Matt Ryan, you got uh, Michael Pittman and, of course, fantasy stud Jonathan Taylor. How does the Colts not absolutely stomp on the Texans yesterday? Murder them. And if you look at the stat line, if you look at the stat line, bro, without looking at the score, Mm -hmm. you would think that the Colts put a beat down on them. Okay, talk to me. Matt Ryan, 32 for 50, 350 yards and a touch. He threw 50 fucking passes to He threw one? 50 passes. <laughs> I did not know that. 32 for 50. <laughs> I did not know he threw 50 passes. He threw that bro. thing 50 times. Dog. For 352 yards and and one touchdown and one pick. Um, Jonathan Taylor, 31 carries, bell cow. <laughs> Like, bro, this is, look, apparently the Colts live in the 1980s. Yes. You know, apparently they do. 31 carries, 161 yards, and a touchdown. So you had all of the offense, all of the offensive opportunities, it seems like, in the game. But wait, there's more. Oh, geez. Michael Pittman, nine yeah, he- catches, 121, and a touch. <laughs> Again, you would think by looking at this stat line, like, bro, they, they killed him. They killed him. But nah, bro. Nah. And. I th- I, again, if you actually watch the game, mm-hmm. despite the stat line um, that the that like the Colts stars produced, Houston should have won the game. They were up for the majority of the game, making the making better plays, and for some reason they fizzled out at the end. Mm-hmm. But the Texans should have won that game. They were. I thought that the, I thought that it was going to be a runaway because I I believe at one point it was like twenty to seven. I believe so. They was definitely up double digits. Wow. Yeah, they was up double digits. They came they came all the way back to and tie it. To they tie it. eventually got in position to, to kick a game winning field goal, but it was missed by Rodrigo Blankenship, who we just we just now know that he got cut this morning. The score was twenty to three at one point. Wow. Twenty to three. Wow. Twenty to three. Um and that was in the that was in the third quarter, like I said, wow. with eight minutes to go. And apparently, he kicked two kickoffs out of bounds back to back and missed the game winning field goal. That's why he got cut. Rodrigo, Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done. He's done. And uh, so the Colts will be trying out kickers this week and <clears throat> going into their game next week. Um, moving forward, you see the you you see the Colts picking it up, or you see them like just um. Kind I don't of know. I, I'm middling out like they yeah, do always. Yeah, I, I think I think they kind of middle it out. I think you know, I I I think Matt Ryan is at the point of his career where yeah. you know he's still a dog. From the numbers you take, gave he's, he's still, still throwing it. He, he's he's definitely still throwing it, but it's definitely giving me like Philip Philip Rivers. Mm, that's unfortunate. End of the road. Like even though Philip Rivers had a decent year at Indianapolis, they mm-hmm. just didn't. They just didn't. It wasn't get it enough. So I don't think anybody's really looking at the Colts as serious contenders. So now I'm glad you mentioned Philip. So with Philip coming in, they thought he was going to get it done. Or let's just backtrack before for Philip. Jacoby Brissett. They thought he would be proficient enough along with the run game to get it done. Jesus. He wasn't. They bring in Philip. Phillip wasn't enough. He was a little over the hill, wash, whatever. He couldn't get it done. They got Matt Ryan, who still has decent years under his belt, and they're I'd say losing. Have like three, four. Yeah, and he's and they're still losing close games to division rivals yeah. that are inferior to them. When do we start blaming Frank Wright or the GM to putting these teams together? Because I believe I believe when I especially going back to Jonathan Taylor's rookie year mm-hmm. when he was splitting a bunch of carries with the likes of like Naheem Himes and 
Jordan Wilkes and another back that they had. Instead of instead of giving him 20 carries a game and they could be winning the game easily in the third quarter and then getting those guys in the fourth quarter if you want to get them some work. He was having them splitting carries throughout the game and drives and stuff, this, that, and the third and it would throw the whole vibe of the game or I could tell he wouldn't. He, he would get frustrated because he couldn't get in a rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And now you you fast forward to last year and this year. You know he was Russian champion. Da 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 da. When do we start blaming the coach for some of these mishaps of like them not getting the job done? Because obviously they have the potential is there. Where, where do we go to get them over the hump? I mean, yeah. I mean, I honestly think Frank. Frank Wright should be in the hot seat. He, this, right. this should be I, a. I, I'm thinking that this should be a make it break season for him because the pieces are officially in front of you. Exactly. You know, you have a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have an elite running back, and I think you have a, at least a top 15 receiver. Right. Who is only going to get better? Mm-hmm. So, what is and your a excuse? decent defense to go with it. You know what I'm saying? What is your excuse? A guy that you know, a defense that can definitely get the job done. Uh, not only to the playoffs, but through through, through the through, uh, to the Super Bowl, man. I, I just don't understand with this team. Sometimes it just uh, at, at this point, I'm starting to blame Frank Wright. Is it, I don't know why no one in the media or or in house is starting to throw some shade his way. Because maybe maybe he's a a team favorite, a fan favorite. And nobody ever wants to blame those type of guys, but hey, man, at some point you got either got to make the decision to move on, or you just got to keep you're gonna keep doing the same thing over and over again. And that's literally the definition of insanity. So we'll we'll see if the Colts go insane or not. Um, moving forward, uh, the Ravens did stomp on the Jets this week, and Lamar entered the season with no new money. Mm. And he didn't have a. An amazing game, but I still feel like there were some... Okay, so let me say this. There were some reports that came out that um, they offered him, I believe, two... I think it was 220 or something like that. 220, 230. It was one, 133. 133 guaranteed. 133 guaranteed, and he wanted the full thing. Full thing, yeah. And uh, he's that. He's obviously looking at Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. like, I mean, he ain't even playing in any other full right. guaranteed. I'm out here. My thing is, I just don't understand... What the Ravens don't... I think that the ghost of Joe Flacco is still haunting them. It's possible. I think that because... I mean, we all know it might be a little racial aspect to it, but when they signed Joe Flacco to that big-ass deal after he had that probably one of the greatest quarterback playoff runs Mm -hmm. in NFL history, and for him to be extremely mediocre, Mm -hmm. I think they feel like they wasted money. So they really want to be... I just feel like... I just feel like I understand both sides. Mm-hmm. Like one is like, bro, I've I've already I've literally yeah. won MVP. We haven't right, lost right, more right, than right. X amount of games. Mm-hmm. We've been in the playoffs damn near every season since I've been here. Then the other side is like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but like we when we when we signed the quarterback to a huge deal, he ended up bullshitting or whatever. So we just want to be super yeah, but sure. It's, it's going to be kind of hard for Lamar Jackson to bullshit on his deal considering. The, the majority of the offense has to run through him. You know, he has to do so much for the team to succeed. Yeah. It's kind of hard for him to just BS. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, moving forward, I feel like 
The Ravens are a great organization. They really do. They are. They they put put teams together well. But they're the type of team that we want you, but we want you at the right price. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to overspend just because you're in a position of leverage or whatever. They're going to negotiate. They're going to make sure they get you down to the right number so where we can go and fill out the rest of the roster. We're not going to let the quarterback just haul all the money. Like you said, because Joe Flacco, we saw where that took us. We weren't really good when he started making a boatload of money. You know, where do we go from here in terms of Lamar Jackson, his new money? Um, he is making, I think, upwards of like twenty-two to twenty-five million dollars this year um, on the last end of the year of his rookie deal, and he'll probably get franchised next year if they don't get a deal moving forward um, into next season. Because uh, obviously he has stopped nego- um, contract uh, talks throughout the season to you know focus on his play, which is a smart decision. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, man. We had a nice game in the uh, AFC West, that jam-packed division. Uh, Chargers ended up taking down the Raiders. Devontae Adams had a monster game. Justin Devontae Herbert. Adams put niggas in the mix. Is showing us that he would probably be a future MVP Jesus in this league. Jesus Christ, bro. Um, Man's is insane. Chargers look legit, man, even without their star cornerback, J.C. Jackson, uh, the start of the season. They do look tough. I do, I do, I do like the Chargers. I feel like Justin Herbert is kind of in the same boat as Josh Allen is like for some reason. Not they are playing very well. So let me not say that. But for some reason, I feel like the storyline is the end of like the fans or whatever really want to see these people be MVP. Who's, like oh uh, Herbert Je- Herbert between Herbert and Allen like yeah, this just oh, seems yeah. like they're force feeding us Herbert and Allen and again Herbert he had a he he definitely had a good game he wasn't he wasn't trash at all but I could definitely still see that there's some things that need to be addressed they only won by five against um against a Raiders defense that to me is not mm-hmm. good yeah outside of the outside of their front four front, yeah. They're not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Herbert threw for 279, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Clean game. Clean. Very, very clean game. Very clean game. And Derek, and, and Derek, oh, nope, I lied. I was going to say Derek Carr also had a very clean game, but he didn't. 22 for 37, two, 295 and two touchdowns, three picks. Mm. Three picks is going to do Three picks is right. Is but the, at least game. we know Devontae, so at least we know Devontae Adams is elite still. Without Aaron Rodgers. Without Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Without Aaron Rodgers. Because that was the question everybody was, was 10 probably. 10 for 141 and a touchdown. Like, Mans was. Yeah, he definitely he definitely yeah. picked up where and he where had a highlight where he showed a reason. He put him in the mix. Yeah, he shook Sante Samuel Jr. like literally off the screen. Off the screen, bro. <laughs> it was pretty bad. That was terrible. Um, bro. do you see him getting like ten catches and hundred yards every week? He or? had seventeen targets, bro. Yeah, I definitely see him being the lion's share. I do think it hurts Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Renfro Josh yeah. Jacobs in uh, a sense, but. I do think it helps them too, because Derek Carr has never had that real go-to receiver or whatever. Even though they did lose, you know, I think that they have the semblance to make a decent run or like make a decent team, especially now that you got a top five receiver. Also, Khalil Mack had three sacks in this game going forward uh, for the Chargers. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, Mac Mac and Bosa is going to be yeah insanity. You know he's going to lead. He's leading the league right now with those three sacks. But if going against his former team, man, I know he was highly motivated, and uh, he was able to get to Carr three times. So that was that was pretty tough to watch too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Let's move right along to your team. The Saints pull off the yeah improbable comeback to defeat. I don't the I want to say it was improbable. They were down sixteen with probably like in the fourth quarter, seven or eight minutes left. Yeah, yeah. improbable. Yeah, improbable. Most most of those teams, most of those but times. But you're dealing with the Atlanta Falcons. No lead is improbable. Man, man. man. I know that's got to be like, that's got to be daunting. And it's it's got to feel a type of way because it's like, I understand no lead is safe in the league. But for y'all, like, that rings true to, like, the oomph degree. You know what I'm saying? I think ever since we lost that Super Bowl, like the way we did, it's been we, in your head. We've just not only has it been in, the, but nobody's there from the team. That team, mm. only person that's there is, is uh, Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones, two guys on defense. Literally, yeah. Wow. Um, the I believe we're cursed, man. I think it haunts us as a franchise, not just the t- the, the players that played in that game, but just as a franchise. We know what is, what's going to happen. We're going to mm. go up big. The offense is always going to be super stout, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna score points. And yeah. it's very it's, so it's very obvious y'all need to obviously work on defense. defense. But I want to talk about Mariota. I think Mariota had a really good game. He did. Uh, from a game manager standpoint, obviously he could have been better. Twenty for thirty three, two hundred yards, no touchdowns, but no picks. Also rushed for seventy two yards. Yeah, it was all the Cordell Patterson show. He was literally the the guy today. And, you know, it, our offense is going to look like that from week to week. At this point, like, in your opinion, do you do you think Cordell Patterson should be like a bell cow? Because I feel like when given the opportunity, he's done nothing but roast I feel like I feel like if he's having a game like he had yesterday, yes, we should force feed him. But I feel like the That's offense, what I'm saying. I, uh, how many games can you recall that Patterson has had over even 15 carries? My thing is, if you give him that ball twenty times, I don't. That's, I would, I would, I would experiment. Let's give, him, let's let's give him twenty carries for the for the next three games. If it's this production, then you can conclude the nigga's a dog. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say twenty. I would keep it between twelve to fifteen. Keep it between twelve to fifteen. Yeah, um, just so we can we can obviously use his flexibility and then stretch him out wide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put him in a put him in a three three wide set with London and Pitts. That would be tough. That would you know be tough. So it just obviously keeping our options open with his his skill set. Kyle Pitts. I don't know what's wrong with him, man. I don't think it's him. I think it's more game planning. Uh, I you think don't think have, that the I, coaches are game planning him correctly? Seven think, targets, two catches, 19 yards. Oh, I didn't know he had seven targets. Seven targets. Okay. Led the team. I didn't know. See, between, see, him and, see, between him and London. Him and London both had seven each. Okay. So then it was the quality of the targets then. That means it he was probably been. getting a lot of throwaways or getting getting strapped up. But I feel like we don't hear too much about Kyle Pitts. Like, does Kyle Pitts want to play football? Yeah. I'm sure he does. But it's just like, you know, for some reason we can't scheme guys to get open in the red zone or – you know, to score touchdowns, we just we're in between the twenties. We're we're excellent at getting our guys the ball, but when it comes outside of that, we just look retarded. I don't know what it is, but you know, we, they came back and kicked a field goal on us, man. We gave up two eight point drives within you know in the last seven plus minutes of the game. 
Classic Falcons. I had no. I have no. Nothing else to say about that. Like it's just classic I, Falcons. I definitely understand your We're pain. Cursed. I definitely understand your pain. But I, I, I like the direction y'all headed. Again, if y'all could find a way to shore up y'all defense, that's, that's what it, I think. Again, offensively, y'all are there. Drake London, five for seventy four. Yeah. Alama Dezakias, four for forty nine. Like y'all are there. Y'all are right mm-hmm. there. Y'all just need to. And the Saints still have a pretty stout defense too. That's what people don't fail to yeah. realize. Like Saints really just still have a good defense. And as goofy as James. Winston is he's a good quarterback he's bro. a good quarterback he's a good <laughs> like, quarterback. like let's, let's cut the count. 23 for 34 269 two touchdowns yeah and he only had like he had less than 100 yards going into the fourth quarter oh wow he yeah, did he, did he all turned that all that in the fourth quarter okay that's crazy yeah turned up on us that is that nigga's crazy <laughs> this man is crazy um moving right along let's 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 talk about the Steelers Bengals another Stinker for um uh for Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. He ended up throwing four interceptions. He did throw over three hundred yards though. No, he took seven sacks, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thirty-three for fifty-three, three thirty-eight, two touchdowns, four picks, seven sacks. I mean, it was and they only lost by a field goal. That's how ugly this game was. That's how much neither team wanted to actually win this game. It wasn't it wasn't pretty at all. But the bright note, Jamar Chase continued to do what Jamar Chase does. Ten catches above twenty nine and a touch. That man is crazy. No, that, that man is crazy. Joe Mixon had a yeah, very yeah, pedestrian. Pedestrian. Twenty seven carries, only eighty two yards. Ugh, ew. Yeah, twenty seven for oh, eighty two. Brother. Three yards. Sure. Three yards a clip on that one. Yuck. But he did have seven catches for sixty three yards. There so that we kinda go. there's that, some production. That kinda balanced things out. That kinda balanced things out. But yeah, it was a I think it was a it was a defensive battle. Minka Fitzpatrick was all over this game, man. Mm-hmm. His hands mm-hmm. were all like he led the team in tackles. He ended up Scoring and he ended up blocking the kick. Well, that's why they made him the highest paid safety in the league. Nah, like, Mans is a baller. Mans is a baller. He's definitely the like the, the, the cornerstone of this defense moving forward along with him with TJ Watt, who unfortunately may or may not have torn his pectoral muscle this this past week. Mm. Uh, you know, prayers out to him. You never want to see guys get hurt like that, especially Absolutely for seasoning not. and stuff. You know, he's a reigning defensive player of the year and he gets goes down week one. You, you hate to see stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's wild. Um uh, but Trubisky played well enough, obviously, to keep the game alive. Twenty-one for thirty-eight, one ninety-four, and a touchdown. That yeah, was yeah, very was, Trubisky ass number. Very mid, very mid. Najee Harrison at O line uh, was looking like Dudu Kaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten carries for twenty-three yards. That's even worse than Joe Mixon's yeah. stat line. Two point three yards of well, carry he got on banged it. up too in the end of the game. He did get banged up, but I, again, I think I was saying this last season. Pittsburgh needs to address the offensive line. I don't know who they ended up drafting. I did not keep tabs on that, but y'all need to work on y'all offensive. Like it, it's literally a defender in the back of the field every time. Cuz hikes the ball. Like Najee has no chance. Najee has no chance to it really work. It didn't to, to add on top of it. He doesn't have any moves. He's not shifty to get yeah. around people. He don't got no step. moves, bro. That's something that I you definitely were, noticed. You you were calling him no moves, Najee, and you are right. Like bruh. it's literally one jump cut and put your foot. Man's in got no moves, and he's slow. He's slow. Yeah, nigga run done. The nigga run like a fullback, yeah. bro. He reminds me of Garrison Hurst, bro. Like, just very. <laughs> that's, a, that's a name I ain't heard in a brick, dog. And, and not to say that, he, you know, he's not. Again, I feel like last season, the only reason 
he got any sort of accolade or any sort of acknowledgement is because he rushed the ball over 300 times. Mm -hmm. I believe he was second behind Jonathan Taylor Mm -hmm. in rush attempts. And had a ton less yards. My thing is, if you're a running back, at at that point, it's just math. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can give me at least least four yards a clip and at 300 carries, you're going to have 1,200 yards. He didn't even have four four yards a clip. He had like 3.8. Yeah. But he had like 322 carries. Something like that, bro. Mm. Just in, just insane volume. And a lot of dump downs from Big A lot of dump downs. For somebody that's not that fast, for somebody that has no moves, like, bro, he needs, like, I think Najee Harris is the type of running back that absolutely needs a stout offensive line. So if line. he had, like, Dallas offensive line. Bro, he'd be cooking, He would bro. be cooking. He would be yeah. cooking. We yeah. talking like 20. Because he's, again, he's not a shifty runner. Mm-hmm. He, he'll just find a hole and... I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. Like, he's not fast at all, but he's strong as fuck. So, I, he probably going to break the first couple tackles type shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, I think the Steelers, you know, they obviously under Mike Tomlin have not had worse than a 500 record. Does that continue this year for the Steelers? I think they'll be 500 or better. What about you? I definitely think they'll be 500 or better. Um, I haven't checked their schedule, but... Just the fact that they won this game, uh, it puts them that much closer. And I think the fact that that information is out there, it has a lot of pride on that roster, regardless of who's playing. So it will be tough in that division. They have, they've already beat a team who I think is they're better than. I think that um, the Bengals are better than Pittsburgh, and okay. they still ended yeah. up getting getting the dub. So. They should. Be, uh, yeah, they should it's be just. Good. I think the Bengals just got a little too lucky last year, and you know they ended up in the Super Bowl. Thankfully, mm. so they had, you know they have some elite talent on that team. But now that we're focused, we're honed in, we're looking for you to be good. How do you perform then? Um, just some thoughts moving forward, and uh, we're going to uh, move on to the Chiefs, Cardinals, Cardinals. Man, they. They sold yesterday. They sold on they Sunday, sold, man. They sold, man. What, what the fuck happened with them? I think it was a combination of a lot of things. It was a combination of them not being ready and Patrick Mahomes and them boys being, being. over-prepared. Over-prepared. I think they were ready out yeah. the gate yeah. to show everybody that we do not need Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. We do, Tyreek Hill was a game-changer, but we do not need him. And the difference between losing Tyreek here and losing Devontae Adams the Chiefs still have Andy Reid, and that's and the factor that's that the, I was not I was not counting. Yep. I forgot they have an elite coach. Yep. So when you have an elite coach, he's going to put his best guys in a position to win. Uh, you know, outside of you know just getting it together, a Matt Lafleur, two or three years into your career, this guy's twenty years in. He knows how to get it done with an elite level quarterback Man as a Patrick Mahomes. Man's elite, and Come again on, from the play calling, like. I don't even have to look up the stats. Patrick Mahomes, 30 for 39, 360, five touchdowns, mm-hmm. zero picks, zero sacks. Mans was on a mission, on a mission. And they were still running similar plays like they were with Tyreek there. Very, very Just similar putting plays. putting somebody else there. Putting, like, Harmon in that position or Juju or, yeah. like, again, I think this season, not only does Patrick Mahomes won MVP, he wants to prove to every analyst, every mm-hmm. doubter that – Tyreek Hill was not the reason why I was successful. Exactly. He contributed to my success, but, but he wasn't the I reason. I put in that work. Mm-hmm. And you guys will see it come to fruition. Like, I was talking, I forgot who I was talking to, but I feel like this season you might see two receivers and Kelsey go over 1,000. 
I, I can see that. I can I, see. I can see an MVS and a, and a Juju going for a thousand. I would say I MVS. I would say Juju and McCall maybe. I think Hardman? MVS okay. might finish with like seven hundred off some like mm-hmm. which is which is still pretty. So, so Patrick finishes what four thousand five thousand. I think he definitely finishes with like five. At this pace, he finishes with like five thousand. I don't think there's no team. I don't. I don't know who they're playing next week, but it doesn't matter, bro. If they play like that, it doesn't matter what the defense does. To be honest, and the defense didn't even play that amazing. They played well because they gave up two scrub touchdowns at the end. Mm-hmm. So you know, whatever. Chiefs got the Chargers actually Thursday night, so that's gonna be, should be should that be should good. be a great game. It should be good. It should be good. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Mahomes thinks it up. He did end up hurting his his left wrist on his non on his non throwing arm, but X rays was. X-rays were negative, so we're good to go. He's good to go. He's going to practice probably tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he'll be right back to yeah, saucing these motherfuckers Thursday. Uh, we had to wrap our, our Sunday up with this boring-ass Cowboys-Bucks game, man. Did you end up staying up to watch this? I fell asleep so hard on this game, man. Dak couldn't do nothing. Tom Brady couldn't do nothing at first. I literally fell asleep at halftime. Dak ended up breaking his wrist. He's now going to be out six to eight weeks. Jerry Jones came out this morning and said it's probably going to be closer to four. I don't believe Jerry. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, that should do it for for Dallas's Season. chances yeah. of doing anything productive. Yeah. You know, they already are the only team in, in the division to lose this week, which is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, without Dak, it's just it's just very hard. They they struggled that whole game. CD couldn't really. Excuse me. Couldn't really get it going. Z couldn't get it going, and Pollard, who I thought was going to be the brother for share, right, looked the worst out of all of them. Yeah, like it was, it was bad. It was bad. So it's interesting to see how the game plan changes. It's interesting. It's interesting to see how Mike McCarthy adjusts Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's been a lot of talks of him being a good coach, a bad coach. Is he a lead? He's not a good coach to me, bro, at all, bro. Because if you can't get it done with Aaron Rodgers, you damn sure not gonna get it done with freaking Dak Prescott. In my opinion, uh, just going to fail playoff run after fail playoff run with the Packers, and then you have that timing issue at the end of the season last year, and then it's just like, oh brother, bro, like how many more chances is this white man gonna get? These guys stink. Yes, man, this coach stinks. <laughs> no. But uh, I think it's the you know. That, let's say if Dak's out six weeks, I think the Cowboys will probably win two of those games. And that'll probably end their season right then and there. Probably. Uh, we had a great Monday night uh, game to wrap up the week. And uh, just got a few words for you. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> the return of Russell Wilson. Because I, I had to pause. <laughs> pause for a second. We are not talking about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but nah, the return of Russell Wilson to back. To Seattle, man. To to Seattle, it was. I think, I think it was everything. I think it was a good game through and through. But Russell Wilson looked nervous. Yeah. He looked like maybe okay. I, I am. I am. I am coming back to this. First of all, did you see the suit he showed up in? I did not. Oh my gosh! It was like this, it was corny. Like, or it was dri- it was like the seafoam blue you got over here on the wall with, with like a metallic sheen to it, and then he had a nice big black bow tie. He looked like he was going to the prom, man. Like, oh no! Nah. Oh brother. <laughs> Can we get old brother on Russell Wilson's oh, outfit? Yeah, old brother. Jesus Christ. But uh, he he definitely came uh, 
and, and, and seem pretty nervous for some reason. Uh, you know, rightfully so. It's Monday night. You're, you're facing your, your first game with your new team and you're facing your old team. NFL makers kind of, schedule makers kind of set him up with that. When they, they knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they was doing. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were and doing. And they were doing it all for our pleasure. We thank them. Same thing. <laughs> um, we definitely do. <laughs> same thing with the Browns and Panthers. Not as much of a yeah. clout chasing thing, but still, like, I definitely think now the NFL is king and on storylines and mm-hmm. trying to make the schedule fit right so fit, fit a narrative so again from from a fan standpoint i love it mm-hmm. keep it coming bro pause uh but so this all the talk of today is the last obviously what we came down to the last few plays of the game mm-hmm. broncos are driving they want to get in field goal range to kick a game winning field goal it's fourth down and five. They're inside their own 40-yard line. I mean, they're inside the opponent's 40-yard 40, 40 line. They let the clock wind down from a minute to inside maybe uh, 20 or 30 seconds or so. And then they call timeout, which leaves them not only to just kick a ridiculously long field goal to try to win the ridiculously game. Ridiculously long. Uh, but they don't even attempt to try to get yards with three timeouts. You can you can literally call a timeout before the play and after the play and try to get you know try to get yards. You get and then that way you can use the whole field with those timeouts. You don't have to go towards the sideline to try to get the first down and stop the clock. Yeah. You can just use the whole field. It was pretty perplexing to see the coach just wind it down and just go for it. You know, you know, can if the game was tied, I could see you doing something like that and then just taking your, you know, your lumps and going into overtime. Mm. But to go and win the game and you you're asking your kicker to kick the second longest field goal in history, which was which was which was which was the record until last year, Justin Tucker. That coaching was so terrible at the end of that game, bro. How, I, I just don't see how you can justify that, even with it, you know, with, with, even with it being fourth down. I, I, I just don't see it. And, and you went and traded two first round picks, two second round picks, and then you went and paid him two hundred and forty five million dollars of new yeah, money for your your new quarterback. Did you think it's going to take you to the Super Bowl? Yeah, you can't trust to him it. to get five yards on fourth down. Yeah, Why are you here? But even prior to that, I just feel like. Denver shouldn't have even been. Denver shouldn't have. Denver shouldn't have been in that position. I don't know. That's. I don't know why that sentence sounds so retarded. But they shouldn't have even been in that position. They fumbled twice at the goal line. within the yeah. within the one yard line yeah. from both running backs. Yeah. I can see if it was one. Yeah. But both of both them did it. Them. You you can't bench both of your starting running backs. So it was and like. And did you notice that the second time they got in the red zone, they got down to the goal line. And they did three straight passes, mm-hmm. and they tried to put the ball in Wilson's hand. You know, running out. Maybe he could catch an edge with And then but all three of those plays just broke down. So Broke's obviously we got to we got to revisit our red zone package there with. With the with the Broncos, but I do want to give a good shout out to Geno Smith because he played an excellent game. He came out was a maestro against his former team. But yeah, Geno Smith actually he he ended up playing surprising everyone and just having a, a particularly stellar game. I want to say it's stellar. I think because people were rooting for Geno, they just wanted to see him play well. I think mm-hmm. he played well. He played very game manager like. Mm-hmm. Um, made a made a few plays, made some mistakes as well. But this is his first start in like five years. It is, it is. But to say he played stellar for a guy that's making his first start in five years, stellar. I mean, okay, right. He didn't play stellar, but he did. He did play well enough. He did play to well. win the game. He played definitely well enough to win. He he made more plays than actual mistakes. So I will give him that. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. I want to see more um, because as far as. 
the actual passing routes and what they're training for him. I just feel like that shit seemed like some baby shit. DK Metcalf had seven catches for 36 yards. Mm. That is disgusting. Mm. He's not a running back. But, yeah. that, but that felt like a running back stat. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, are they scared to open the playbook up? Or is or is this DK just, I'm uh, sorry, is this uh, Geno just taking what the offense, what the defense is giving him? I think it's a little bit of both. The offense, the offense that they do run is a little mundane itself because mm-hmm. it's not really, you know, when you don't have a, a big arm like a Russell Wilson, it's kind of hard to throw the ball deep down even though you have a Metcalf and a, and a Lockett. Exactly. Uh, but I think, you know, obviously, you know, the Broncos defense still isn't nothing to, to shy at for real. But I still think Gino, he 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 deserves to be a starter in this league, no doubt. After the way he played last night. But is he? But is he nice though? Like, is he is he going to take that step to really like to make you a playoff contender? Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, or are we just dealing with another Jacoby Brissett? I think he might be a step. Of, he might be a half a step above Jacoby. But they they they're on the same playing field in terms of production. Yeah. And you were saying something about a quote. What? what who quoted who? Oh, uh, Geno Smith at the at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they asked him. They said um, something about the guy. Basically asked him like, "What do you say now to like the people that like?" wrote you off and stuff and he was like oh no it's all good like you know they wrote me off but I didn't but I didn't I didn't write back (laughs) (laughs) but the way he said it it was was so swag it was so swag like dog my man's is back man's is back so hopefully again he can he can build on that game. He mm-hmm. can build on 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 it or whatever. I definitely would like to see more passing patterns, more down the field throws, because it seemed very like run run. That's just not working. We're going to try up. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing down the field. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I didn't I didn't necessarily like that or whatever. So. Yeah, but you had a big game from Rashad Penny too, uh, running the ball. So I, I think that kind of factored into I mean, how they. What was what was it? What was that? I didn't even see. Uh, it. Let me pull this up. I just had it up too. Um, yeah, Penny had a had a real good game this year, Seahawks. Yeah, he had twelve. Well, only twelve for sixty, but it felt like more for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nobody over forty three yards uh, receiving for the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely need some more down the field action. Yeah, Geno Smith didn't even throw for two hundred yards. So exactly, how many yards did he throw for one eighty? One ninety five. And he and he it was like twenty. Eight times that he threw the ball or something. That's uh, not yeah, twenty three or twenty eight. Yeah, that's not. I. I that's, a that's a lot of dink and dunk. That's a lot of dink and dunk. It's too much dink and dunk. But again, I am excited that he's back. I'm excited that he's playing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and we we did a countdown. Uh, what was it? A couple? Was it Sunday or uh, Saturday? He's like the tenth start black starting quarterback in the NFL now, which is kind of mind blowing considering. You know, a third of the league has a has a black quarterback starting. It's, it's kind of refreshing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we actually we actually yeah broke it down we just other, broke it down the other day. day. So I definitely think again from that standpoint, I love the progression. I love the fact that teams and owners and fans are starting to actually view black people in the quarterback position and not just think that we're just runners not yeah. just think that, like we can actually think mm-hmm. we can actually the same thing that you that that their white counterparts. 
that that they feel like their white counterparts can do, we can do it. Honestly, I feel like we can do it better. Mm-hmm. To be honest, with, I think with the, the athletic ability to with run the, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because in the 1990s or whatever 2000s, no quarterback was running. It was it was looked down upon to yeah. run. And then Vic came and changed all that. Yeah. And now it's like you can't even come into the league. And not run at least a four eight yeah. for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Now you have to have some mobility to to extend the play or to to uh, get out of pocket, you know, a bootleg or something. Because the offense are are so heavily, uh, you know, revolve around the quarterback having some mobility. There's there's no pure pocket passers anymore. I don't think in the NFL. With, with with big arms, yeah. So you don't you don't see that type of the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, just sit there, stare their defense down, and you know throw it over their head type of guys anymore in this league. No, absolutely, absolutely. But all in all, it was it's been a very very fun week of NFL to start off. Like I said, we we did have some underdogs go ahead, and we did. We only had like one or two blowouts, and it, it was refreshing to see all the, I all think the games all in are close. All, week one was a success, very much so. From the blo- we had we had blowouts, we had close games, we had dumb games. Yeah, a few, a lot of missed game winning kicks, and a couple a couple made ones. But I feel like uh, it's it's going to be great moving forward. So, you have any blown out of proportions? Anything? Any quotables for? Week one, uh, let's say overhyped, underhyped, anything of that nature. Um, I would say everything is right where it kind of needs to be. Uh, I, I would, I wouldn't say anybody is overhyping the Bears for being the right. Niners in rain. Um, I don't think any any game, honestly, has been like a wow that actually happened. I think teams were supposed to beat each other. The Eagle, maybe the maybe the Lions Eagles. I think that was just a, because it was such a, a high paced game, high paced high game, score. And it definitely ended up way closer than what it was than what I projected it to be. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, it's gonna wrap it up here for uh, this week one edition of the NFL Old Brother Podcast. We gave thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Appreciate you. Anybody that listens to us, that likes us, that shares us, we appreciate it, man. We definitely appreciate. It. And we're gonna be coming at you every week from here on out to talk more NFL action. Y'all stay tuned in. Peace, Old Brother.